Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Thanksgiving. 
and instruction of the Lord. Now, but before fathers can provide this kind of environment, there are uh, certain disciplines and certain truths that they must uh, adhere to first. You know, um, one of my mentors as a young Christian used to say it like this, you cannot teach what you don't know. And you cannot lead where you don't go. Fathers have the responsibility of bringing up children in the training and instruction of the Lord. Fathers have the responsibility of washing wives with the word of God. Fathers have the responsibility. A lot of fathers out there, some of you all want to complain about what's going on in churches around, but what's going on in your house? What's going on in your house? We give God praise. Sons belong in their father's house. Well, also understand that fathers, and we may have to talk about this after uh, this particular subtopic, fathers have a responsibility to maintain a house, to take care of a house, to provide a uh, positive spiritual environment for wives, for young people, and for passerbys. We look earlier to Day at John 16, Matthew chapter 21. And we're going to look this evening at Matthew chapter 21, verse 13. And now I see why the Lord is, is taking me in this direction. I'm getting a little glimpse of tonight's message. Let's see what God has for us, children of God, tonight in his most precious and holy name. So what, Matthew 21 and 13 from the New International Version. Let's see what the Lord has in store for you and I. Jesus said it is written, my house will be called a house of prayer, but you are making it a den of robbers. Capital C, sons belong in their father's house. Let us pray. Father, in the mighty and the glorious name of Jesus Christ, again, we extol your name. We magnify you. We exalt you. We reverence you. We laud your holy name. We pause reverently, Father, this evening to give you the glory, the honor, and the praise that you deserve. For it is you that has fashioned us, has formed us, has fearfully and wonderfully made us. You have done so much for us, Father, and we do, in comparison, so little for you. We stop now, Father, and we pause now to give you back some glory, to give you back some honor to give you back some praise. We appreciate you, Father. We don't want to be ungrateful. We don't want to be unthankful. We don't want to uh, fail to recognize you for who you are, what you do, so many things. Even when we didn't know you, even when we were 
lost in our sins. You were blessing us. You were protecting us. You were shielding us. For it is you that has made a way for us to be where we are and who we are today. We give you glory. We give you honor and praise. Father, we're trusting that as we ask you for bread this evening, you will give us this day our daily bread. You will give us food for our spirit, our soul, and our body. That we may have a better comprehension and understanding of our place in our Father's house. This is our prayer. We count done in the mighty and the glorious name of Jesus Christ, our soon-coming King. Let the people of God say amen. Sons belong in the Father's house. We talked earlier today out of John 2, around verse 16. Jesus at the temple. Here we are looking again at Jesus at the temple. Jesus says two different things in these two different accounts. John chapter 2, he talked about them turning his father's house into a market. Is that right? How dare you turn my father's house into a, what? Let's make sure of that. John chapter 2, verse 16. Mark it. But here in Matthew 21 and 13, Jesus says that you are making my father's house a den of robbers. Some, this may sound like a contradiction, but it is not. Understand that Jesus had a problem with, Anybody that tried to turn his father's house into anything other than what it was, whether it be a market, whether it be a den of robbers, whether it be a fashion show, whether it be a social club, anything that you're trying to turn God's house into other than a house of prayer, other than a place where people can get closer to the true and living God. God got a problem with it. God's house is not a uh, uh, anything other than a house of prayer. Now, sons belong in the Father's house. Now, one of the things we're seeing here as we as we talk about this particular subtopic, the Lord was just kind of dealing with me. It's important. Jesus was both son and father. He was both the son of God and he was God. So what you see there in Jesus was a close relationship, a very, very close relationship between the son and the father. Jesus knew because he was the son and he was the father, he knew exactly what the father wanted, even though he was the son. Sons should know our fathers want the house. Sons should know. Fathers should make sure that they express the blueprint, the uh, 
the way the house is supposed to be run. That needs to be communicated. God had communicated to Jesus. Remember, he was, he was still God, too. Exactly how he wanted the house. So when Jesus saw that in the house, which he knew was not in line with what the Father wanted, he immediately reacted. Something is wrong with the son if the father doesn't want any drinking in the house, but as soon as the father goes away on a weekend trip, the son brings his so-called friends in, and they start drinking in the house. Sons have a responsibility to communicate the desires of the father throughout the house. This is why oftentimes you, you see, you know, you, you'll oftentimes see uh, uh, pastors with with. Uh, influential ministries, oftentimes after they have gone on to be with the Lord, their sons will take over. Why? Oftentimes what you're seeing is a, is a, a father who has painstakingly took the time to communicate to the son how the house is supposed to be run, maintained, managed. Jesus knew just how the father what? wanted the house. Children of God, we have a responsibility as sons and daughters in our father's house to know just how God wants the house to be run. If as a child of God, you don't know how God wants the house to be run, don't point the finger at God. That dare not say that something is wrong with God. Because if you as a son or a daughter of God don't know how God wants the house, something is wrong with you. We're about done tonight, children of God. Sons belong in the Father's house. Sons should know how the Father wants the house to be run. Jesus, because he was the Father, he knew the Father, he knew how the father wanted the house run. When he saw that in the house that was not in line with what he knew the father's desires to be, he reacted. Bible says Jesus entered the temple area, drove out all who were buying and selling there. He overturned the tables of the money changers and the benches of those selling doves. Well, why? What? Ultimately, was Jesus' reasoning for this? Jesus realized that these were not sons in the house. Jesus realized that these were robbers. These were thieves. These were, these were those who had no, no business in the father's house. And without an official title by man, he was not an official teacher on the rostrum. He was not uh, scheduled by the temple authorities to do anything. Without any of the credentials that men see as being necessary to do all of this, all he had backing him up with all of this scene that he has just caused was the word 
of God. With all this that Jesus has done, not an official teacher, he was not an official, he was not an official, he was not an, in any official capacity, and with all of this scene that he has caused, with all of this commotion, money rolling around, sheep and cattle being put out, with all, and the only thing he uses as his basis of authority is the word of the true and living God. It is written. Jesus, look, the reason why I'm doing like this and I'm behaving like this is because I have seen something that does not coincide with what I know to be written. You say, Apostle, what are you trying to get us to understand? Children of God, we have a right. We have the privilege we have the God-ordained authority in the house to come against that which is not written, that which is not in line with the word and the spirit of God. Now, this is the reason why there's so much nonsense going on in so many churches. Why there was nonsense going on in Jesus' day in the temple. Jesus didn't stand for it. Jesus didn't stand for it. Jesus didn't stand. Jesus didn't stand for robbers in the house. Jesus didn't stand for the, the house of God to be made into something else. Jesus didn't stand for it. It is written. Why are you hearing somebody in the spirit? Why are you behaving like this, Jesus? Because I'm seeing what is not written. I'm seeing an order of service. That is not in line with the word of God. I'm seeing regular practices that conflict with the scripture. My house will be called a house of prayer. All right, look at this now. Jesus said my house. He didn't say like he said in John, my father's house. Jesus said because of the close relationship with me and my father, my house too. Craziness don't go in here by my father, and craziness don't go in here by me. My house. We'll be called a house of prayer. But you, now you need to ask yourself under the sound of my voice, what are you trying to turn God's house into? What are you trying to turn the things of God into? Keep in mind, child of God, that it's your house too. It ain't the pastor's church. It ain't the bishop's church. It ain't the apostle's church. We are all members of the body of Christ. It's my church too. Jesus said, my house. My house. Once the foolishness got excommunicated. Oh, we thank God for foolishness that gets excommunicated. The Bible tells us that you can't strife will cease. Quarrels and insults are ended. Some of you all out there on the sound of my voice, you are striving for so hard for the biggest of church when God is really trying to slim you down. Slim down what was going on in the temple. Sometimes the slimming down of the 
house, just like your physical body. Some of you all understand my voice must around lose 10 or 15 pounds. You feel like a new man, feel like a new woman. Slimming down, slimming down. I, I know, you know, and I don't really know where that comes from. I'm kind of waiting on the Lord. Where did that come from to make us feel like we got to have a whole lot of folk? Where exactly did that come from? Where did God ever say that? You got to have a whole lot of folk. I can remember more time than one where Jesus has, where God has had to, to cut down. He cut down Gideon's army. Even cut down. He cut down. John chapter six verse six. Cut down. Where do we? Where do we get that from? The feeling like we got to have a whole lot of folk. God said, Robert. Let me talk to you for a minute. I'm like, yes, Lord. Because they're right, but what you don't need is a whole lot of folk, and what you do need is a whole lot of me. Come on, somebody. I, I believe that's going to bless. We're just about to close. I want to encourage you, child of God, on the sound of my voice. It's not a whole lot of folk you need. It's a whole lot of God you need. We're about done in here this evening. We thank God if we got a whole lot of folk, but not at the expense of a whole lot of God. Some of us in the body of Christ have compromised and have sacrificed a whole lot of God for a whole lot of folk. I want to encourage somebody tonight. Let your focus be back on getting a whole lot of God. Because I'm hearing the whole lot of God speak right now and say that if I be for you, Be against you. I was sharing with one of the pastors uh, down in, in South Africa earlier today. I said, you know, the Lord willing, we're going to, the church is going to be going up to to Canada in October. He said, Pastor, y'all, y'all be, y'all is always on the go. I just kind of, I kind of smiled. I said, well, didn't doesn't the Bible tell us to go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. They say, yeah, but y'all be y'all be having fun too. I said, well, is there any scripture that say we shouldn't have fun as we go? Would be great to have a whole lot of God and a whole lot of folk. Is to have a whole lot of God and a whole lot of folk. Why? Because God is not His will that any should perish. But the knowledge of truth. That is the best. But the next best is a whole lot of God, even if it means less folk. The next best is a whole lot of God. A B is real, real good on a report card. It's good. It means A is bad. C is worse. B is right behind and A. point scale, not seven point scale. That's what you're trying to get. Once Jesus slimmed down the house, the blind, the lame came to him at the temple and he healed them. 
You say, Apostle, what are you trying to get us to understand? Once the nonsense gets out of the house, the Father's business can be done. Remember, Jesus, seven years old, didn't you know I had to be in my Father's house about my Father's? Now, God said, Robert, understand this and share this with my people. Getting robbers and those who want to make the house a market out, that is also part of my business. That's a part of my business, God says, that leads to an even greater part of my business. The robbers and the market makers had to go in order for the blind, the lame, healing. Some of you all, on the sound of my voice, you're not receiving healing at the church because there's too much other nonsense going on. You're worried about the building fund. Somebody got a raffle going on. Somebody frying chicken. Want to know how much we're going to sell the chicken place for? So, so, so people are hurting. There's people hurting. Couldn't even get themselves healed because of the nonsense. I encourage you pastors on the sound of my voice. Get the nonsense out so that the real work of God. What? And go on. We about done tonight. We're not we don't have to be in here all night for this message to get free. Now, Bible says, but when the chief priests and the teachers of the law saw the wonderful things he did and the children shouting at the temple area, Hosanna to the Son of God, they were indignant. Now understand some of you all as you get the nonsense out, you better understand you're gonna have some problems with some of your bishops. You're gonna have problems with some of your some of your presidents and uh, whatever else, some of your district leaders. and Why? Because it's a lot of them that's behind the nonsense. In Jesus' day and today, let me make something clear. The church is not to be used as a money-making racket. Let's just putting that on out there. Now, do, we, do we make money? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we we got light bill to pay. We got, you know, we got bills to pay. But the church is not to be used as a money-making racket. Chief priest, when the teachers of the law want to know, do you hear what these children are saying? They asked him. Jesus replied. Have you never read? <laughs> Jesus, take them right back to the word. You say, Apostle, what are you trying to get us to understand? The problem that Jesus ran into with the religious leaders then, as well as now, is you had a bunch of jokers that had gotten off of the word. That's why they had problems with Jesus. Because he was the word. That's why a lot of you characters I got there got a problem with Apostle Brian. Because he stayed so close. Some of you all out there, man, I, I, I sure would like to have that Apostle Brian come to my church. But he just stayed too close to the word. Thank you very much. Because if you won't bring me in, then that's a place I don't need to be in. And you will give an account for that. Just like that man. The problem they had with Jesus then and, and today is he stayed too close to the word. He stayed right there on the word. They wanted to do all kind of things. They wanted to turn the Father's house into all kind of things. They wanted to bring in all kinds of things. Jesus kept right on hitting them with the word. 
And my encouragement to you under the sound of my voice is you better fight, get yourself in love with the word. See, Jesus loved the word. Anything that was outside of the word, Jesus just had to come against it. Jesus was like an antibiotic. And anything other than the word was like an infection. Even if it came from the high priest, the chief priest, even if it came from the teachers of the law, even if it came from the Sanhedrin, if it came from the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the Essenes, the Zealots, the Zealots, Jesus the Lord, all that stuff is outside the word. Jesus wouldn't cut no side deals with nobody. He came at you with the word, whether you was a high priest, whether you was the woman at the well. She said, have you never read? And what he knew is that they did read. But he also knew that, that what they were reading and what they were doing was two different things. Jesus said, I'm here to line up what you're reading. What? With what you're doing. Jesus said, I'm here to line up what you're preaching with what you're doing. Jesus said, I'm here to line up your lifestyle and your doctrine. From the lips of children and infants, you have ordained praise. And he left them and went out of the city to Bethany, where he spent the night. Jesus did what he had to do, and he split. I done done what I had to do. Now I'm splitting. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we thank you this evening, Father, for everything you've shared with us. We pray, Father, that your word has convicted and converted. We pray, Father, that your word has opened blind eyes, has helped the lame to move again. We unstop deaf ears. We give you all glory, all honor, and all praise. Father, we appreciate your teaching, your preaching, your revelation, your metaphors, examples, everything that you have used and are using to help us understand and get a clearer picture, Father. We won't be able to use as an excuse that you have not spoken to us, Father. Uh, we are, our spirits bear witness that your spirit has spoken in our midst. I pray, Father, for your people, wherever they may be, in the four corners of the earth, that as they hear your word, may lives be changed, churches, marriages, homes, families, may uh, all of these things be changed, and fashioned and formed after your good, pleasing, and perfect will. Trust that you're going to do these things for us as we continue to study to show ourselves approved unto you, work men and women who do not need to be ashamed but who rightly divide the word of truth. Again, we thank you. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. And, and amen. Um, let's get something here. Uh, question? What's that? Well, all right, good question. One of the saints, one of the young saints asked the question, what will happen if we try to turn the Father's house into something else? All right, number two, anybody? What is God here to line up in our lives? What is God here to line up in our lives? 
number three. Name some of the things. Name five things that the temple has been turned into. And you can go back to Jesus' day, and you can come right on up to the date. Five things that men have tried to turn God's house into. Through email at ChristianCenterChurch at gmail.com. Check our, at our website at www.ourchurch.com backslash member backslash t backslash tccc. Feel free to join us on Talk Shoes, Spreecast, YouTube, and iTunes at 9 a.m. and 7 p.m. daily. On Talk Shoe, call 724 444 7444. Enter ID 17959. Let's recast, type in Robert Bryan on YouTube and the Christian Sound Church channel. You can see excerpts of Apostle Robert Bryan on YouTube. Donations should be sent by using the donation button on the church website or our TalkShoe homepage. God bless you and heaven smile you in Jesus' name, amen. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.